Good afternoon, and welcome to our next episode of the podcast, The Mental Side of Golf, brought to you by Leo Tavik, PGA player coach and owner-operator of the Golf Performance Academy, located at the Hyde Hills Golf Complex in Clark, New Jersey. Our last podcast was all about setting goals, how do golfers set goals. The question is this week, how do you set realistic goals? How do you balance what your wishes are with what reality is? So I'm going to turn this over to Leo to take us down that route. Leo, welcome. Good afternoon, Rick. This uh, this is an exciting topic because we cleared the air on the first one, and what we need to do now is let the players know the difference between setting high goals with the least amount of time involved in playing the game or setting lower goals if they don't have much time to develop the skill either alone or with LPGA or PGA professionals. But the the game of golf, and we all watch it on TV and we all see the greatest players in the world, it just doesn't happen that way for us all the time. But it does occur on occasion. It'll happen once or twice around that one shot. Of course, the quote that's always put out there is Mr. Hogan always thought, Ben Hogan always thought of hitting only three perfect shots around. Well, now with the, the, the advance of a golf ball that goes further and clubs that are designed to, with more weight on the bottom, to get the ball up in the air and designed and fit for you at that moment in time when you are tested for them, you have to take that knowledge that you have equipment that fits, you have the excitement, but how do you squeeze it in in your lifestyle? That's what you need to decide. If you're out there hitting golf balls once a month and you play seven, eight times a month, that's not the answer. And of course, if it's reversed, if you pound a lot of golf balls, working on a point or a system or a methodology and you play once, that's not going to work. So we, we need to even it out. The biggest area of scoring for those of you who do hit the ball with some consistency on the face, doesn't mean straight, it just means on the face, left or right, is the short game. And the short game is the 65% that keeps your game in shape and allows you to make full aggressive swings in the other areas. And we're not even discussing aiming right or left of the flagstick so the ball can travel down a hill, up a hill. We're discussing playing the game with whatever, if you've heard me say before, you have. So have you put enough time into your short game? Let's assume and go right now that you have a wonderful starting position for short game from 20 yards to 50 yards. That means mechanical mechanical shape, your posture, your alignment, and so on, and you understand how the ball is compressed into the ground and how you you understand how you swing the shaft of the club on the plane of your feet being stance being open for short game and you hit it solid. Well that's all well and good and it's great when you go to a practice center and go to a short game area and execute those shots. Majority of the times the fairway that you're pitching from is flat. Golf course isn't flat. So you need to incorporate that setup style, that understanding of ball striking for uphill, downhill, side hill. 
then you take that that to the golf course and say, okay, I have it, leave it alone, don't get involved in mechanics. All right, so let's get, get back to um, setting realistic, keeping, keeping your expectations uh, real. So uh, let me see if I can re, repeat back to you what you were saying in terms of keeping it realistic. One is, it sounds like um, if you've got certain expectations in terms of your growth and improvement in the game, then you obviously have to put a requisite number of hours in practice. Correct. Um, here's something a little bit off track, but I have a question for you. It's often been said, well, let me back up. You said a, a few minutes ago about uh, the modern golf ball and the new equipment that you know is specially designed and has weight distribution perhaps differently. I've uh, often heard that you can't buy a golf game, meaning you can't go out and just buy the best set of clubs and all of a sudden you're going to be an excellent golfer. It sounds like reality is somewhere in between. You can buy better clubs. There is a difference perhaps between different sets of clubs that may have a greater impact in your swing, in your impact, in your drive. How does that, how does that play into this conversation? If you have a a system of swinging a golf club that appears to be the same and your ball flight deviates and you go to a fitting center with LPGA or PGA professionals to do the fitting and you see it on the screen and you see numbers that reflect your swing at that moment in time those clubs at that moment in time being purchased and being fitted will benefit your ball striking. That means when you step up to hit a shot, you're trusting what's going on. There isn't any doubt in that. As you progress as a player, you put more time into it. That swing shape may change a bit. That's okay. You go back to the fitters. The fitters, most of them have contracts where they will refit the clubs whether it's lie angle bend if there's something with the shaft they'll discuss changing it and so on and so forth the point is the game has come that far because players don't have the time so the final link between the information of the how-to through a LPGA PGA professional and the fitting of golf clubs at a high technical level for that moment in time I prefer players are fit for a little further down the road when they go so a good advanced a, a good club fitter can see where your swing is now and predict where you're headed and and build you a set of clubs to help lead you in that direction is that absolutely absolutely correct okay. which leaves the final frontier which most a lot of individuals do anyway are you physically fit to play if you're emotionally involved in your business and you're really successful, you're a pretty strong person. So 
take some of those guidelines that you use to become successful, to become healthy physically, to find a club fitter that gives you that information. Now you've moved up the ladder as to your expectations for ball striking, which can lead to scoring, and then we're going to hit deeper into the mental aspect. What are you doing over that golf ball? What are you doing over that four-foot putt, 30-foot putt? You have a dog leg left, and you need to hit it up the right-hand side of the fairway 240 yards. Do you have a club to do that, or are you going to hit that solid shot 200 yards? Well, now you're going to have difficulty getting it around the corner on the left. So we have to come up with the mental organization skill, organizational skills of playing the game. It's playing. So if you're fit physically, if you have equipment that fits your now and for your future, and you have the information from an LPGA or PGA professional on how to, how to, we'll just leave it there, you're in a pretty good spot. Now, you've made all of those understandings and commitments, come up with the time. Come up with your own time as to how to do that. You don't have to play every day. You don't have, you're certainly not gonna give up your careers. Hopefully you're using this to strengthen whatever you do for a livelihood. Right, for great, the, for the great networking. For the peace of mind, for the networking. Right. For, hey, you know, I've got something I think you'd like to see. That kind of thing with right. other competitors. That's what the game is, is about. Yes, yes, there is that small portion. There is. And that's who we see. Those are the greatest players in the world. Those are the eight-year-olds, the eight ten-year-olds that find solace in playing the game, and all of a sudden, it becomes a way of life and a livelihood. That's fine. That's not for everyone. So maybe our next podcast can talk about what you're thinking and how you approach the shot and what when you're standing over the ball what's going through your head so let's plan on on that that's excellent because the two podcasts we've already discussed puts you there right now you need to come up with the how many wonderful wonderful books out there about this information all right. Uh, Golf in the Kingdom. There's just plenty of stuff out there. It's wonderful mental. And, and, we, and for those of you who do enjoy the game, you know the other names. You well, just take a little bit from everybody. And well, that's, that's what it, I've been doing. If you go on um, Leo's website, bettergolfperformance.com, and go to resources, you'll see uh, some book recommendations. Um, if there, if the, the any other books that should be listed up there, we'll be sure to add them for uh, for you. So that's terrific. Um, I think we covered the topic. Look for another um, podcast uh, next month and uh, and more in the future. Thank you very much, Rick. You're welcome, Leo. Thank you for your time and for your expertise. And thank you all for listening. See you next time.